0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. My name is Maximus Shepherd and I'm joined by Maximus Mouse. Hello. We now have a shared name.
1: Well, I thought you were the boulder.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Do I regret (laughs) it? I don't know. Is that it
0: made it through the edits? Do people know that already?
1: We said it on an intro once, I think, but we haven't really made it regs. Maybe you should repeat it. Okay,
0: so just real quick. I'm trying my hardest to start a war with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Like
1: a peaceful war.
0: I'm doing it because he's a much bigger star than me, and he's physically superior to me, so I feel like I'm punching up, you know, a little bit. Yeah, sure. And I really like him, and I want him to do the show, and he has been reluctant to do so. So so my method, (laughs) I tag him in these videos I make inside of my really, really, really shitty home garage gym that has black mold all over it. Because his gym is called Iron Paradise and it's fucking a mecca for weightlifting. And Black Mold Paradise is also a mecca.
1: Sure, it's a different kind. And
0: I tag him and I have named myself now the boulder yeah because a boulder is much bigger than a rock yeah yeah yeah. okay so anyways that's why i'm the boulder <laughs> <laughs> so weird you reminded me because you hate it but but i appreciate it okay today's guest is a personal friend of mine and fucking ate it i have a riot talking to him this was one of the funniest episodes in a while he has a couple of fucking show business stories that just had me on the floor max greenfield i fucking love him so much we're buddies He is an Emmy-nominated actor. You met him on The New Girl. He currently stars in The Neighborhood. He has a new book out that is fantastic, and he gave it to us when he left, and my daughters and I read it, and it really is fantastic. Mm. It's called I Don't Want to Read This Book, (laughs) and you'll discover all the reasons that Max never wanted to read a book, and they're the reasons you already know about me that I never wanted to read a book. So please enjoy charming, good-looking, very athletic Max Greenfield we are supported by squarespace guys we have a squarespace website that it's just gorgeous that wabi-wabi you uh you built that yourself using all the templates yeah i sure did yeah easy peasy so easy Head to Squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by Uber Eats. Spring is here and now you can get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana, that's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry, no. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets product availability may vary by region. See app for details. He's an You look so young, yet you are an old Jewish man, it's really... 42, and I swear to you, pushing 76. When you bump into people, do you like tell them what medication you're on and stuff?
2: There's no medication, but mentally, I'm either with it or I'm not. And when I'm not, it's scary. Okay, like you think you have sundowners or something? It's just there's nothing going on up there, right? And to get the engine going, it takes a minute. What do you employ to do that? Is that a caffeine? I need a coffee in the morning, okay? Or else it's really it's not great for anyone. I Um, I think
0: we'd all agree it's not the morning right now. We were looking at two ten. This is the second one. Well, (laughs) because
2: around two o'clock to. 4 4.30 is a real danger area for me. <laughs> me too. So when I looked at the scheduling of this, I was like, Oh man, I could fall apart in a real <laughs> quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, As long as I have a half hour to get a coffee beforehand, this would have been a 23 minute episode where it's like, <laughs> He just sort of fell asleep on the couch. Did you wear shorts for me? Well, I mean, <laughs> those are nice sticks, sure. man. Those Thanks. Are, I appreciate yeah. it. I've been really working on them. I think my biggest problem coming out of Lockdown. Pants have been a real issue. You don't want to wear them. I don't want to wear them. Not only that. I just I'm not sure how they're supposed to fit anymore. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Well, by the way, the style Style's has changed changing. since I, we went in. I know, and I'm not I'm not really sure that I know what it's supposed to be at this point. And so now I like I went to my closet, I was like, I'm supposed to go to a place where I'm bo- like have to wear pants, I right, think. Right. <sighs> and it's hard to choose. But I like my shorts. Thank God I got to go to a job every day where I wear shorts, so... You're four
0: years younger than me, so I bet you escaped this phase, but like... Do you remember Z Cavaricis,
2: by chance? Big time, baby. Okay, and they're pleated. They're very pleated and they're balloony on top. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know, with the little line. Yeah. It was amazing. Those are all I wanted. They were so expensive. My dad was like, You are not to have these jeans. Yeah, who do you think we
0: are? Yeah, they were like
2: like $99. I had a single
0: pair, and my whole week revolved around like, If I wear them
2: on Monday, can I wear them on
0: Thursday? And people won't realize. What color did you get? They were like kind of a sky blue, you know, but a little bit of that acid wash.
2: Did you choose them?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I went to County Seat in the mall.
2: Yeah, I remember I went I went to the mall to get them and I got a pair of black ones, but it was like they were sort of black on um, black pinstripe ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so those I went yeah, yeah, I went <laughs> I I went with those because I thought I'm only going to get one opportunity to do this. I need to make a statement. Uh-huh. And Several days later, I realized this is too much for me. This isn't me. I'm oh, making too you much. Didn't pull oh, them off. Yeah, oh. so I didn't love them. Okay. And then I realized I regretted that decision. Still, still to this <laughs> well, day. Well, then I have
0: really terrible news for you because that's the fucking style that's coming back. That's what I've observed. My wife and, and Monica both—they're in like these, these kind fucking. Of
1: are actually, not that, mm, but they're balloony. No,
0: I'm talking more like the shorts you wore at the live show. They're now wearing yeah. clothes that are like forty times too big, which I did in <laughs> high school. Like I'd wear fifty-two inch pants and cinch it up. Is that?
2: For both the men and the ladies?
0: Presumably, I got. Well, yeah, Ryan Hansen, who's a style icon, he's already wearing ridiculous pants. And I'm looking at these (laughs) pants and I'm like, I'm unfortunately gonna be wearing them in two years because he's always two years ahead of me, sometimes five. So. I would be lying to myself if I didn't think whatever he's in, I'm going to end up in. But I'm just, the whole time I'm like, god damn those fucking pants. I don't want to get back into those pants.
2: But I'm going to. You know Jason Mantoukas? Yeah, 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 the best. He's got a uniform. He wears like the same, and I'm thinking maybe I sort of develop whatever that's going to be for me and, and move forward with just a uniform. That way you don't have to think about it. We landed on
0: that virtually, which I was like, I don't think you can go wrong with like, Late 50s, early 60s, James Dean. Like fucking Levi's in a white t-shirt. I sure. can't imagine you're ever going to be super embarrassed when you look at a picture of yourself in those. Not baggy, not tight. They're just fucking Levi's. <laughs> so I, I, That's what
2: I'm leaning towards. Well, if I'm feeling a little heavy, I might go black t-shirt. Just okay. to hide some of the uh, sure. whatever's some going neutrals. on. Some neutrals.
1: Just get some neutrals in there.
2: And you're fine. Okay, so back to why we know each other. Okay, great.
0: Um, of course, we I knew of you as a performer, of course, and then my wife had worked with you. And in fact... You were working with my wife, and you said to her, your husband and I are in the same secret society. Mm. And then she came home and she goes, oh, you know,
2: Max is sober. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. I had seen you, because we had not met, uh-huh. but I had seen you speak once. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you would come in and, and spoke, and I was sitting in the back, and I was like, oh, cool, right on, man. I don't know at which point this was. I'm pretty sure you were a Working actor, and I was most definitely not. Okay, and yeah. And so yeah. you were recognizable, and I was excited, and I was like, oh, this will be cool. Yeah, and it wasn't. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really, I went, I drank the next day. This will be the only
1: time <laughs> I went straight to
2: the liquor store.
0: <laughs> I'd rather be unemployed and drunk than this guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't get sober till after I was working, after I was like, I'm punked. Yeah, that so stuff, that's so, where
2: yeah. we differ. I got sober, and then it wasn't until five years later that I think it was five years to the day. That we shot the new girl pilot. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so I found that out about you, and of course that always
0: elevates someone immediately in my mind. Like, oh, good. Now I can't wait to meet him. Oh, I can't wait to bump into him. Blah blah blah. Then to my great delight, you showed up into this meeting that I had been going to at that point for for like fourteen years in someone's living room, and just elated. I'll speak for myself. I felt like I got along with you wonderfully immediately. Just like adored you right out of the gates.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I love so much about. Sobriety in general, or especially connecting with other sober men, is the laughter. And there's yeah, some yeah, yeah. people who like to do the bits and laugh sure. and have a good time with it. Sure, there's no reason we should be a glum lot. As no, <laughs> no. And you know, you find those people who can laugh through it a little bit. I have to because yeah. it can get so heavy in there, and for good reason. Yeah. But I have got to, and maybe, maybe to my detriment, I've. Gotta turn it around a little bit because...
0: You can do both. There's no reason you can't do both. You can be sincere and emotional and tell a dick joke or whatever you're going to do in your share. But this is my pet peeve when I see AA represented in film and television. Mm -hmm. It's always that fucking Uh, dolly shot, slow push in. The guy's like, yeah, my daughter found me uh, (laughs) in the backseat of my car. Uh, I hadn't been home in two weeks. That is not a fucking meeting. I was never That but, was a
2: pretty good audition. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I got it. That was good acting.
0: That's my pet peeve
2: about me. do you have any issue when you see it represented? Look, I think it's really difficult. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I think typically it's done from the perspective of the person who's getting sober, which I think is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you are asking an audience who most likely is not dealing with addiction and doesn't struggle with that stuff and can't relate to Any of it. Any of it. (laughs) And the person whose perspective it's from, like, or who wrote it, or who's thinking like, I've got to get these ideas out, forgets that as addicts, we're crazy. Yeah, we're crazy. Yeah, our brains don't work like normal people. And what we think is a sane idea or makes total sense does not. Yes. (laughs) To uh, the masses.
0: That's right. In your own life, if you've ever been in a big car accident and then everyone's okay, the elation that follows if you're in a building fire and you get out when you've been in a fistfight with five different guys the wrap-up even though someone's got a broken nose is elation like you got to remember everyone in there is like they just dodged death there's some levity to it because you're like oh fuck i got out of that oh my god yeah i guess i find that the shares that i would hear in a movie i generally if i were directing i'd be like okay now try telling that like that that's your funniest story because generally that would have gone like this like Oh, fuck. When I got in here, my fucking daughter found me in the back seat of my car. Dude, I had not been home for like three weeks. Like, that's the general delivery. Totally. After you've got some mileage between the event and Again,
2: you. though, you're then giving that to an audience who's like, why is he telling it? Like, it's a joke. I know. I know. If there's I know, no
0: win. I know. And in fact, I had my first experience with it where I was watching a pretty well-known person on a talk show recently talking about recently getting sober. And I even found myself going, a little too early for you to have this much levity about this. And I'm sober, and I tell gnarly stories, but I can see where the general masses are like, there's nothing funny about any of the stuff you just said. But I had never
2: actually felt it. And it kind of was a little wake-up call to me. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, look, you had asked me right before we started this, are you comfortable talking about it? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm certainly comfortable sharing what my experience has been. Right. And... I feel very fortunate that I've had a very positive experience within sobriety and still remain sober today. Right. Might that change tomorrow? I don't, I mean, I don't know. When I
0: relapsed and I recorded an episode of the podcast about it, I start getting phone calls from people from the program and I don't want to answer it. You know, the last Mm -hmm. thing I want to talk about is how it happened or what I did or how I fucked up, right? But I take all of them, obviously. I, it's my responsibility to take all those calls. Well, one of them is you. I can see myself. I was in the driveway here and you call. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I'm going to tell <laughs> Max. Here you go, well, once I heard those guys on Smartless blowing you like that, I thought this guy's going to relapse within a week. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. And I was like, oh, thank God that this is the call. And it's not like, brother.
2: How how did you fuck up so
0: bad? It was literally like I knew this was coming because you were getting too many
2: compliments publicly. Well, it's so funny that you bring that up because I then texted you because I was listening to Race to 270, Mm -hmm. which was so. It was such a piece of artwork. It really. Thank you for framing it that way. I listened to every minute of that with such joy. And I texted you at one point. I gave you a very high compliment, and I think you took it that way, about the show, about you and Aaron, yeah. and just the tone of the whole thing. And you texted me right back, and you go, hope this doesn't go to my head, and I relapse. <laughs> <laughs> and, I said, and I just went, oh, crap. I mean, come on. And so then I went, oh, man. And then I felt bad. <laughs>
0: I was totally joking. That was my favorite call I got.
2: I'm happy.: Good. Because the point I was trying to make <laughs> the point I was trying to make was, when the incoming message is, "You did it, man." Yeah., yeah. yeah you're killing yeah, it.: Yeah. It's not that like it goes to your head, it's, how do I then ask for help?": Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. who do I fucking go to?" Well, there's that, and then it wouldn't be right to say that like, I lost all humility in success. I'll tell you what did happen is I had all these things to lean on when I started getting honest with myself, right? Like, Oh, this is heading in a direction. This is getting out of control. But then I could go, but I'm doing really well this year and the show's doing well. Like to have things to lean on in that way, it's dangerous. Totally. Not in that I was walking around thinking my shit didn't stink. Cause that really wasn't it. I just
2: had a lot of shit to lean on. And that's what I was worried that I was (laughs) conveying to you (laughs) 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 afterward. To me, you know, my experience with it was, I can remember being in a position where I'm really struggling making a decision whether I'm like, you know, I've gotten offered two jobs and am I going to take it to this TV show or that TV? (laughs) And like, really losing my mind over it. And because of everything on the exterior that's going on with me, it becomes then difficult to then go to somebody else and go, hey man, I'm really struggling with this. It's hard to find that person who you can go to, like, look, I remember when I first got sober or when I've, first came in, Mm -hmm. and it took years and years of truly, I mean, beating myself to the ground, Mm -hmm. and thinking I was gonna die, and getting worried that that was significantly, or it was definitely gonna happen, and realizing I don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I had a, a moment of clarity. I can't attribute it to anything other than whatever it is. And I decided, I don't want to do this anymore. I need to be honest, not only with myself, but the people around me. I need help. Did you go to treatment or you? Yeah. S- oh, you did? Okay. You want to- This is a great story. Yeah. It involves Kristen Bell. Oh, wonderful. Kristen Bell was one of the first calls that I made on my way out of treatment. Really?
1: Yeah.
2: Drinking to me was always a problem, but it didn't really become like a real problem for me until I tried to stop.
1: Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. then I realized quickly, I was like, I don't Think I can stop this. And then you're like, oh, I'm drinking for all these different reasons. Now I'm drinking because I can't stop drinking. Yes,
0: yes, yes. It has now further lowered my self esteem and self image to, yeah, to admit it to myself that like, <laughs> this it, is a nightmare. Yeah, like, when am I going to die? It's going to be
2: soon. Totally. And yeah, every yeah. night you're just like this. I'm like, you have like a little lucid moment where you stare at the ceiling, you know, and I'm going, no, I'm going to pass out at some point. Yeah. And then you go, it's really a coin flip if I wake up. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's a bummer, man. <laughs> yeah. And you keep doing that and it gets real scary. And so there was just one moment where like, anyway, but prior to that, I tried all these different things to quit and yeah. to stop. I'll do yoga, whatever, like all the bullshit. So at some point I run into Kristen and her ex-boyfriend, Kevin, who I was friendly with both. And I don't remember if it was Kevin or Kristen. I'm pretty sure it was Kristen she had mentioned she had just rescued a dog. She was like driving downtown and there was a dog on the street and she was like, pull the car. Uh, this is my recollection, I don't know. No, was but 1,000%. she was like, pull the car over and she saved this dog. And she was telling me this story. And she's like, now I gotta find someone to take the dog. I go, maybe a dog's the answer. Oh, of course. Oh. And of so course, I go, yeah. I'll take the dog.
1: No, <laughs> oh my God. And
2: so she goes, really? And I go, yeah, let me be the hero. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. So she
2: So she goes, Well, okay. You should come to meet the dog. And I was like, Do I really have to? (laughs) I was like, I know I want She goes, You should come meet the dog. And I can't give you the dog right away because I need to take the dog to the vet. She has a swollen vagina. Uh, (laughs) Oh swear to God. I go, All right. So I go over to her house. I'm, like, oh, literally can't, oh. cannot see straight. Like, I'm looking at the dog that's running around, and I was like, looks like a dog to me. And and Kristen was like, you see right here, and, like, flips uh, oh. the dog over. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was for sure <laughs> sw- a swollen Be- vagina. Irritated. Where you go, oh, that needs attention. Yeah. Thank you for that, I guess. <laughs> and so...
1: <laughs> oh man!
2: And so I was like, "All right." So I leave her house,
1: <laughs> and you take the dog? No, because <laughs> oh. she gets to uh, take
2: it yeah. to the vet. Yeah, oh, yeah we got to sure. get that badge. And sure, so sure, I, sure, I, sure. I leave. I go to the pet store. I buy dog food and a bowl and all the shit because I'm ready. I'm like, in a week, I'm gonna have a dog. <laughs> yeah. Come that Thursday, I'm out and. 30 vodka in I was like I need some help man this isn't going well yeah. and the next day I'm in treatment oh, oh wow so you just ghosted on oh, this big man. vagina dog they take my phone they take oh, everything about me oh my god and for 30 days like one of the things going through my head which is at this point very little was like oh man I think I gotta tell Kristen Bell I can't <laughs> take the vagina dog <laughs> <laughs> oh my and so, god so wow I get out and of course, you're like, the whole time you go, oh, man, I'm, uh, you know, I had a drink in 30 days and I don't even remember how long. Right. And so I was like, man, I'm really going to get my life together. I got all this stuff to communicate with all these people. You know, the world is waiting for my return. <laughs> yes. And I was so. like, I made four phone calls, told my parents I was okay. And then other than that, I was like, shit, I got to call Kristen Bell. <laughs> 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 and I don't fully remember how it went down, but I just remember calling her. There's a good chance I was crying because I felt so bad sure. and was like, I don't think I'm ready for this kind of responsibility. I hope the dog is OK. I hope her vagina's fine. I'm so sorry, but oh, God, this kills me. It would be wrong for me to take the dog.
1: Oh, my God. I wonder if that
0: ended up being Lola now.
1: No, no.
0: I feel like sometimes she had elephantitis of the vagina. I feel like that's something that got <laughs> okay. treated over the Maybe years. It's Maybe
1: it's a dog. Maybe there's comment, a high percentage yeah. of a dog. I have a question. You said addicts are, in your words, crazy. Sure. They have a similar brain. You guys share a similar brain, all of you, I think. And so sometimes I, I wonder, how does that go in these meetings? So there's no one with the different brain <laughs> to say or to have any different perspective. Like sometimes I think like oh Dax is sitting in a room with all these people who are just like him.
0: Totally. But you see it all the time between Eric and I. Yeah. It's like basically one of us is in that state of mind that is untenable and cuckoo and most of the other people are not having one of those kind of episodes and then I just say to Eric like yeah man I had the same thing last week yeah. and then I bu- So
1: But it's episodes, but I mean more like the way of thinking. It's very similar. Mhm. And so if everyone is thinking in the exact same way, sometimes I wonder, like, but no one's there to present a different way of thinking.
2: Well, when somebody is in their disease, Mm -hmm. there is something about somebody who is not in their disease, but understands what that person is thinking and can share their experience to that person to pull them out of it. And to potentially make a better decision and a more sober decision. That's why we need each other. It's like I can't make a decision sometimes for myself. Right. But you know, I just I lost my sponsor last year, and uh, at the mall. (laughs) (laughs) He would have liked that.
1: Oh my god, I hated that. Well, We've, already, was, talked no, about it. We've bu- already
2: talked about it. No, it's fine. He was yeah. buying a pair <laughs> of Z Cavalry shoes. Oh,
0: and and he only had Aww. black pinstripes He said, No one fucking buy that yeah, pair. Yeah, <laughs> no.
1: And he was like, If this is the only pair, fuck this. <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> but I would always say about him, I was like, He made the best decisions for me yeah. in my life. And he made every great decision in my life for me. That's what's what's phenomenal is we can
0: do that for each other, but we can't always do it for ourselves. And I got to say, that is the magic of the program, Monica, is that if a sane, rational person stepped in and then instructed us on what to do, we would jump them. No one's allowed to tell anybody what to do. So all that can happen is something they're going through can remind you of something you're going through. And you simply share the experience of what you went through It's up to them to take something from that and incorporate it, but nobody there is allowed to tell anyone that they're thinking is anyway. The only thing I can do is trigger like similarity. I don't know if it's an addict thing. It's certainly a me thing, but like, I don't want instruction. I don't want someone with an agenda. That's why I'm a fucking alcoholic. I got a lot of people with agendas around me. You tell your thing and I might agree with you and I might trust you. And I, I look at Max and I'm like, yeah, this dude is, he knows exactly what it's like to be in my mind. The moment you had where you got scared. Yeah. For years, I acknowledge I was an alcoholic, but it was kind of cute. I thought it was cute, like I was Bukowski. And then I was in my <laughs> yeah. kitchen one time in my one-bedroom apartment, and I said, oh, this joke is for real. Like, I thought, yeah, I'm an alcoholic, and then I could at some point maybe decide that that wasn't going to be my identity, but that opportunity had passed. And it is it is a feeling of, um, for me, claustrophobia. Like, I'm trapped. I'm on a ride I can't get off of. I'm not in control whatsoever, and I don't think you can get off this ride. It's very terrifying. And I think you got to feel it <laughs> to really know because I knew intellectually what it meant, but I didn't know what it meant emotionally.
2: Yeah, totally. And I get in trouble sometimes where it's feelings are really, really tough for me because it's hard for me to articulate my feelings, like because mm-hmm. they feel so big <laughs> yeah. and yeah. so overwhelming. And that's why experience is something that I can tangibly deal with and I can understand. Yeah. And. I can share experience. I can hear experience. But feelings is a weird thing. Like seven years later, I might be able to say, I now understand what I was feeling in that moment. Yeah. yeah. But when it's happening, it's just too much.
1: Are you a middle child?
2: Only. Oh, only baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Will you take a nap at a crowded party? I'll take a nap
0: right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is consistent. <laughs> we have a few only yeah. child friends. And these folks will take naps in the middle of a party. Like, there's just some, there's something oh, really Oh, gotta go to bed. Yeah, well, you gotta, take
2: I gotta, you gotta go to bed at any moment. Yeah. yeah. Because I became successful acting much later. What age? 31. But had grinded for a long time. Yeah. And a lot of, like, our contemporaries were people that I viewed as heroes for a long time. And now I'm meeting them. I'm working with them. I'm friends yeah. with them. And... A lot of the times when I'll be out or somewhere and I'll have an experience where I'll, I'll be talking to, you know, whomever. And I'll be halfway in and I'll go, this is going really well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just bail because I'm like, it's only going to go downhill from here. Uh-huh. I got to go take care of me. I'm going to go take a nap and be like, get out because you can only fuck this up. I only have a single memory of
0: you and I being out in that scenario. and Maybe I've forgotten some, but we were both up Upfronts one year. <laughs> I I guess it was only like three years. Your opener
2: to me was was incredible. I think you had just flown in because it was in New York. Yeah. And my wife, Tess, who worked at Fox, we were together and you came up and you were saying hi to everybody. And you go, oh, I just watched an episode of your show on the plane. You have the milkiest, whitest skin like Tom Cruise in Far and Away. (laughs) I
0: did. But you're leaving out the most crucial
2: part. Well, Please. I said,
0: your body is fucking off the charts. You were on a (laughs) couch, which is impossible to have a six-pack when you're sitting on a couch. And there you were with your shirt off. You fucking looked amazing sitting down. That's not possible. (laughs) And yeah, you look like T. Cruz and fucking Far and Away. And I I can see his body in my mind about ready to fist fight in that
2: movie. And it's it's something to remember. You did it. Well, I was equally in that moment like, this is the weirdest opening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from any person ever but i also was like really flattered
1: <laughs> Good, good, good. that's Appreciate. the balance you strike often
0: well that brings up i was gonna dole this out later but what's really kind of fun about the show is i sometimes have friends on and like i don't really know about my friends or i totally. know yeah i know about your journey being a father like i know that really well because of our program yeah i get to hear you share about being a husband and being a father but like I don't know who you were in high school or anything. So I saw that you were a fucking wide receiver in high school, and this oh is my very, God. this is very off-brand for one of us I would not have show, expected that, right? One mm-hmm. of us show business folk. Wow, did you play high school football? No, no, I, I I snowboarded and drag raced.
2: I went to a high school that had like a storied high school football team. Where's Dobbs? Dobbs Ferry is and. In- Upstate New York. Okay. It's in Westchester. 25-minute train ride to the oh, city. okay. But it was also very, very small. We had a small high school. I was like, I guess I'll play football. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. all of our friends played football, and you were like, that seems like the thing to do. Yeah. And then after the games, you yeah. get to go out. Right? Yeah, it's great. You get go wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's really what I was sort of looking for. And you're with everybody. It's a good time. I was terrible. Okay. <laughs> that, that's reassuring and a I little bit. And I for sure got a concussion. Now that like that's now that that's been like a topic of discussion, uh, yeah, CTE, yep. I immediately was like, "Oh, I know. One time for sure I got <laughs> mm-hmm. one." Same. There was a guy on the other team There's always one guy. Everyone's like my size. Uh And then there's one guy who you're like, oh, my God, we're going to have to tackle him. Someone's dad's on the team. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh And so this one guy like goes over the middle and he catches a ball and I hit him at the goal line and don't remember the next three minutes. But the only thing I remember was the coach yelling at me going, you're in right now. And I was on the sideline and I was like. Hey, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I just do a good job? Yeah, I think I died there for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I did like wrestling, though. I wrestled in high school. You wrestled in high school? Yeah, again, not good at it, but I loved practice.
0: I loved practice. It is a very specific personality type that can go into wrestling, and it's not athletics. It's an insane control addict.
1: Discipline. You think? Yes, because the
0: fucking diet is insane. Like, kids cutting weight in high school, like, for real, like, they're boxers.
2: Like, that's a level of willpower that... Teenagers aren't supposed to
0: have. Your frontal lobe doesn't work.
2: We had, again, small schools, so okay. there wasn't like competition for the weight classes. Okay, all right. It was just guys versus guys and girls versus <laughs> yeah, girls. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> and there was like two kids that were really good. And then there was me who was like, I can wrestle 145, just put me in, man, sure. whatever you want to do. And every once in a while, I'd have to like cut two pounds. I'd be like, okay. all right, well, just don't drink on Thursday. Right. And, and so it wasn't that big a deal. There was a few matches, though, that I went into just deeply terrified. I wrestled this one kid from Pleasantville who was one of our friends, had cousins on Pleasantville. And this kid, Justin, was on their team who was a real wrestler. You, you knew. I, yeah, yeah, I knew of Justin. <laughs> My friend Brian from our school as I'm sitting on the bench, starts telling me that he had been telling his cousin that I had been talking shit about Justin. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm looking over at Justin, who's got, like, a shaved head, who's like, nobody really shaves their head totally in high school, and Justin had a shaved head, (laughs) and, like, looked like Channing Tatum, and I was just like, man, there's no way this kid weighs as much as I do. (laughs) Right, right. And he's looking at me, and he's looking at me in the way, like, listen, I know Brian's Having his cousins talk shit. I know you're not actually doing it, but the whole situation is annoying to me. Yeah. And I'm gonna take it out on you. I'm gonna put you down quick. Yeah. 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 And I and I walked into this thing and was like, I'm just gonna lay down, man. I mean, this guy grabbed a hold of me and I was like, Let's just end it and just sort of like crumpled to the ground and was like, "Here, man, just get on, just get on." There it is, there it is. You got it. And he fucking pinned me, man. And I've never been more excited for something to be over with. Yeah. But also kind of embarrassed because everybody's like, "What was that, man?" And I was like, "Just, I don't want to talk
0: about it." I think this was even both of our favorite moments of Race to Two Hundred and Seventy when Aaron tells the story of having to karate fight a (laughs) girl. And like of all the directions you think the story's going, man, it did not. go. He, he just kicked her in the stomach.
1: Oh his my dad
2: god! Was like fucking cheering him. Out. I mean, what? And he felt terrible. But how? I mean, just how loose do you would get on that show? It makes me really yearn for more Aaron Weekly. I'm I like, know. what's happening next? I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Also, what's his weight at these days? He's around 275.
0: Like he didn't. So he kept it it on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done a really good job. Yeah, because he found love afterwards and he, uh, this great girl, Ruthie, and they live together. I think she's on him pretty good. She works out a ton. So. And what's Charlie at? Oh my God. Charlie's
1: at like 150.
0: (laughs) No, I think he told me his goal on Sunday was 208. Our goal is to meet now. You know, not for the sake of the show. Yeah, he's He's, lost sixty-two pounds. Does he still own the gym downtown? He doesn't have the CrossFit gym anymore, but he does have a studio where he does private training.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing him long time, like when CrossFit was just starting out here. We would all go to this place called CrossFit Hollywood. Okay. It was on La Brea. And I remember there was like a handful of guys in there. And I remember seeing him in there being oh, like, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you
0: knew of him before the show. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And I remember looking over and being like, That that, dude's big. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, in a way that you can't really generally get big. Like, no, that that's a genetic. That, really, yeah. that's, that's genetics. Man. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember he opened that gym downtown. And I remember going down there. We were shooting your girl downtown once. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go over to the gym. I, what is rec center. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember I was like, I'm just going to go over there because I know he owns that gym and oh, worked out nice. over there. Yeah, Here. yeah man. That's you were so, are so nice. dialed. And his wife, Erica. who I don't think was his wife at the time, they they like opened it together. That's and, right. Like, yeah, they and she was super nice and she used to work out at, at Hollywood too. She's a beast too. Great, She's incredible. really nice people.
0: Yeah, but I mean, her buns and stuff are <laughs> off the charts. Like they belong together. They're
1: We've, a good pair, yeah.
0: We always joke because we're a pod of, like, whatever, four, four families. And <laughs> we always joke about, like, when when are we going to start wife swapping? Like, that's inevitable. We're all going to get bored. And we've all concluded, like, it's just going to be all the other families waiting for those two. Like, no one, <laughs> there's no swapping. It's just going to be a line to Charlie and Erica. <laughs> like, well, I'll be, all the dads will be sitting there
2: waiting, you know. and all so the, That's the next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare.
0: We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. Visit BetterHelp.com/Dax today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/Dax. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson PAX playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait Ooh,
1: for it. Ooh, that's exciting.
0: amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire we are supported by squarespace guys we have a squarespace website that it's just gorgeous that wabi Wob, you uh you built that yourself using all the templates yeah i sure did yeah easy peasy so easy Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. Yeah, so what dude were you in high school? You were popular, right? I guess. I think it was. You
2: were. I got to okay. say. I, 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 will, I will say this. <laughs> a lot of it is really blurry and it's hard to know who I was at that time. Part of the sobriety thing was like, I don't know where I am, who I am. Yeah, I am not grounded on this earth at all. I'm never present. Yeah. And all of it became clear once I got sober and began renal recovering from that
0: yeah you're right i won't speak for you but yeah like drinking was it was the n- first thing of my identity totally if i went to someone's house i'd always bring like a 12 pack and if they looked at me weird i'd just be like oh th- this isn't gonna be a match like i like to fucking rip it up that
2: was my hobby and that was my yeah. all my free time was that but like i could drink with anybody
0: yeah same, so it was like same.
2: i drink with those guys I drink with these guys so like whatever the vibe is over here i'm down but that also leaves you in a place where you go, I don't really know who I am. Yeah, you haven't defined yourself <laughs> no. by
0: anything else, but you like to attend
2: parties. Like, <laughs> he's,
0: he's like kind of a good time
2: up to a point. Then it gets a little weird. And I think he keeps going when we go I, to I, I, That's right. <laughs> I think he goes someplace else and does that all over again maybe. Yeah. Wait, so how old were you when you started drinking? 13.
1: Oh, wow. Man. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
2: But, but like,
0: you, you just grabbed something out of a fridge and decided, let's try this? Or you were with buddies or something?
2: Yeah, it was that first time where you just like... I think it was like a keg party or something. You have one, you go, I don't know what that is. You have two, you go, should I have another one? You have three, you go like this, wait a minute. yeah, I want to do this a lot.
0: I was a really late starter because my dad was a recovering alcoholic. So I, I knew better, right? And I had delayed it for a very long time. And when I finally... I made this intellectual argument. I even went to my mother and I said, look, I know you don't want me to drink, but I am going to have to find out for myself. I can't just take it that I'm going to be an addict because dad is. And so I'd already made this decision. And then I guess after that, I was in my kitchen and I opened up the fridge and there was like four beers. My mom didn't drink beer, but we had beer for other people. And I was just like, well, here we go. Let's try this. Drink the first one. Very similar. Like, okay. It doesn't taste awesome, but whatever. And then about, like, almost finishing the second one, it just felt righter than anything's
2: ever felt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like myself right now. <laughs> I, ha- I I dated a girl for a minute who at some point went like this. You know, when you have a couple of drinks, you're like a normal person. <laughs> and I went like this. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Listen, oh God, I'm, nobody fucking gets it.
0: I bet we share this as well, which is, like, there are so many more prominent reasons why I was an addict but the genetics a lot of childhood trauma blah 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 but I would add into that pretty significantly was the beat down of 10 years of auditioning not getting anything like that was a pretty brutal experience I needed many hours of the day I wasn't thinking about how bad I was failing at that thing
2: yeah I mean that definitely played a part in it I mean it definitely like took the edge off of feeling terrible about myself but when I got sober again I was not anywhere near working right yeah. and i remember that first year i was questioning everything i was like do i want to be an actor am i being an actor for the right reasons do i just want to be famous like yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. all these like weird things yeah cuz you got a new relationship with the honesty with yourself yes yeah, totally yeah. And so i was really like we are at ground zero and so i remember getting into an acting class and the woman who was teaching the class knew my story and was very very nice and was like look there's a waiting list for the class but I know what's going on with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in. And it's probably like three months, and I go, thank you so much. And I remember, like getting into the acting class, sitting down, you know, everybody's there, and we're supposed to read something, and I was like, I can't read this. Oh, really? Couldn't even speak. Oh, and wow. I go, I go. All right, maybe that was just the day. And then at the end of the class, we got scene partners, and they were like, All right, now listen. She mentioned the word commitment when you rehearse with your scene partner, that's a commitment that you're making, so you need to really commit to being with your scene partner and rehearsing these scenes. And mm-hmm. I was like, commitment means you do not have a choice. You uh, are doing uh, this. Uh, uh, and I go, this is a new word for me, and I have learned it, yeah. and I will abide by it. <laughs> and so <laughs> I drive to this girl's house where I was supposed to like be rehearsing a scene with, and I parked outside, and I looked at her house, and I went, I can't go in there. <laughs> and so I pick up the phone... And I really like sat there for a while and I go, I honestly cannot do this. But then I was conflicted about the commitment issue. Mm -hmm. And so I called this woman whose assistant answers, this poor assistant. And I pick up the phone and I go, hey, is uh, Leslie there? And she's like, (laughs) no. And I go, listen, I'm sitting outside of... uh, My scene partners' uh, uh, house. <laughs> I can't go in there. I'm not ready for this. And I start, and I like started hysterically crying. Oh wow! And it was just too much for me. And oh. I was like, "Give the spot to someone else. I can't be in this class. It's too oh, much for me." Geez. And then, and at that point, I was like, "I really don't know if I'm acting." I was like, "You maybe just want to concentrate on your sobriety right now." <laughs> yeah. So then, took another like six, seven, eight months maybe before I got into another class with a guy who just passed away, this guy, Bill Howie, He was a really great acting teacher. A lot of stand-up comedians in the class, which was good for me. But he like really set it straight for me and, and taught me acting in a way that really made sense to me at the time, which was be of service, which was a big word for us, yeah, to yeah. the story. Yeah, And that way, you're not making it about you. You separate you from the whole thing. And I go, this makes sense. And then all of a sudden, I started doing my best work. And it really was because Bill was like, That's how you do it. And then you just attack story and you be a part of it. You separate yourself from the entire thing. Yeah, And I go, oh. And so, I mean, then it was another four years before I got New Girl. But But you met your wife sober then? No. Oh, you didn't? No, we had two
0: years before. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Because I want to know the complexity of like... I've had my own horror, right, of, like, being unemployed and Kristen can't decide which of the 25 projects she wants to do. <laughs> I've been in that position, and that's its own unique issue. But I also imagine there's some unique pain involved with being married to a casting director, knowing that in some levels she has the keys to the kingdom
2: in some way. Was that a stressor at all? No, because, well, will she be the first to point out and be like, this, you're going to talk like that in the audition? <laughs> She, in my favorite way, is so beautifully honest with me and knows exactly how to handle me and is so much of the reason that I feel like I'm able to be a good, not only a good husband, but like a good employee and a and a good father. Do you have the perverse coveting of the brutal
0: truth as I do? Oh, it's all I want. Yeah. Is there like childhood stuff where it's like,
2: I want the truth. Well, my mom who only came from a place of love was always like i mean she'll do it with my daughter like we bought these architecture legos uh-huh and lily my daughter will put together like four And my mom will be like this, she's Frank Lloyd Wright.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'll go, all right, right, I can't, I can't do this. And at
2: some point I caught on to it and I was like, I know you love me, I do. Not only like I'm just okay, but I also know like I'm also capable of being real dumb. (laughs) And so...
0: Well, that brings me kind of to something I didn't know about you that we also share, which is, so you wrote a children's book. Or I don't know if it's a children's book or a young adult book or your, what age brackets yes, for. Yes, for beginner readers. Beginner readers. And it's called, I Don't Want to Read This Book, right? Yes. Mm. And I
2: didn't know that you two struggled to read. Yeah. And I figured this out late in life. I was going around to all these colleges. I was, for whatever reason, there was like a time in my life where I had a lot of colleges that were reaching out and saying, can you come speak? The first one I did was Syracuse, and I looked out, and there's like a thousand kids out there. And what are you supposed to say?
1: Like a commencement speech? or something? It's
2: like a Q. This one was just like it was not even like just like go talk to the kids oh, and like do like a advice fun. And yeah,
1: admire. and then it becomes
2: a Q and A. Yeah. Sometimes it was a speech. Most of the times it was a Q and A, and you know, for the most part, they just want you to be able to like Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, like, I yeah, man. Yeah yeah, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. <laughs> I looked out at this audience, specifically the first one in Syracuse, and I was like, I just want to let you guys know something. I'm looking at a bunch of students, whether you're freshman or sophomore, junior, senior, like I went to college for a year, didn't do a thing <laughs> because I couldn't do a thing. And I'm so impressed with all of you. And I want you to be impressed with yourselves because this is something that I could not do. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it because when I initially said I was like, if I went back to school now... You could do it. I could do it. Yeah. And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, I don't think I could. (laughs) And I started to realize, like, this is a real issue. (laughs) And then... Like the lockdown happens and all of a sudden I'm now my daughter's teacher and I becomes really clear to me.
0: Not to break her anonymity, but I, I do think most of your shares during this period were solely about
2: teaching your kids. Oh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Was just like, here's a curriculum to teach your child. And I was like. I can't do any of this. Yeah, Yeah. And it dawned on me, like, oh, this is a real problem. And after doing some research, I was like, oh, I'm fully dyslexic. And not only am I dyslexic, I used to think that dyslexia was just like, you flip words or, like, you read it backwards. No, 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 no. And I deal with it really organizationally. If I'm reading something that... I mean, this is very alcoholic, but, like, if I'm reading something where I know there's, like, a carrot at the end, I can steamroll through it. Sure, sure, sure. But if you're just, like, read this to read it, if it doesn't get me in the first three pages, I'm like, this is torture. And it's really, really difficult. Yeah. And so I'm going through this, and I'm, like, going, I don't think, I can't be the only person who feels this way. Yeah. And so... I had somebody reach out to me and ask about the opportunity to write a children's book. And I was like, well, if I was going to write a children's book, it would be called I Don't Want to Read This Book. And it would be all the reasons you want to read a book. But at the end of the book, the child has read a book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so then I started to write the book. And I realized, oh, my God, what was just like sort of like a fun idea really became something like, oh, this has been my struggle for 40 years. Yeah. Are you reminded when teaching
0: your kids because... So I have two kids. One of them learned to read in 30 seconds. Like I couldn't (laughs) believe it. And then the other one's kind of like me. Mm -hmm. And as much as I remember the the frustration, I've forgotten many of the details. So it's like, I'll watch her and it's exhausting. I forgot about how exhausting it is. Like to go through it in the way you have to and sound out those words and you can't sound out words and the whole thing by half of a paragraph, I can see in her, she's fucking exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot that part of it. Like, it's just overwhelming on a on an energy level.
2: Yeah, totally. And I think there's there's also this, there's all this expectation. And every avenue a teacher tries to take with a student is to try to get them to a place where they love reading. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, I love a lot of things. And there's other things where it's like, it's just not my thing. I don't dislike it. Yeah. I just am like, I don't love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to fall in love with something I think is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So... To expect that these kids are supposed to fall in love with reading is such a high expectation. And I think if you're a child and you can't articulate yourself and you don't fall in love with it in the way that I think that they think that they're supposed to, it can be really a shameful thing for these kids. Yeah, you
0: feel guilty that you can't enjoy this thing everyone's enjoying around you. Yeah,
2: totally. And it happens at the same, like when you're learning to read, it's right around seven, which apparently, I don't know how true this is is when kids start to compare themselves to other kids. And they start to look mm-hmm. around and they go, why is he taller or why is she yeah. shorter? Like, whatever it is. And to be able to look over and be like, so hold on, wait, they finished the whole book? Yeah, they're on page 40 and I'm yeah. on page three. It's, it's a big deal. It's defeating, yeah. Yeah, and, it's, and so much of like that ability is tied to how smart you think you are. Oh, of course. And one yeah. has nothing I mean, to do
0: with the other. Yeah, well, we just had B.J. Novak on and he said the simplest thing, which... The written word, it was a crude method for us to pass knowledge from one human to another because we couldn't send a video of us passing the knowledge. Like we revere it in a way that maybe we've missed the point. It's a system of symbols so that you can get what's in my brain into your brain. But Mm -hmm. there might be a much better way for me to get what's in my brain into your brain. Yeah. That could be around the corner. There should be shame around it. The goal is to get the idea in your brain into mine.
2: Yeah. They've switched the term learning disability to learning differences. I like that term, differences, Uh, because like I notice everybody, especially like when you see people, when you work on a ton of sets and you see everybody approach the same thing differently yeah Yeah. everybody does it differently I don't know one person who like goes into a scene and does it the same way as another person yeah everybody's got their own thing yeah and it's the same way with reading or writing or learning in general
0: well what I wish I had known as a kid that I later learned in a Malcolm Gladwell book is just that like I grew up knowing that dyslexics were had a twice the rate of incarceration as adults So it was like, here's bad news you can't read. And then here's some worse news, you know, you're You're twice as likely to go to jail. (laughs) And then in the Gladwell book, it's like, you're you're also twice as likely to be a CEO. So it's like, we have some friends of ours that have a kid that's diagnosed as dyslexic. And I'm like, yeah, it blows right now, but let me tell you what you're gonna get. Your retention of what you hear people say is gonna be off the charts. It's gonna blow people's mind for the rest of your life. You're gonna be able to hear someone tell a story and remember it better than they can tell. Like that's the skill you're gonna develop. Like you're gonna develop all these other skills that are probably more practical and more needed on a day-to-day basis than
2: reading. Yeah, and you're going to hear and see and process things in a way that nobody else is going to. It's going to be specific to you, and you might do something wonderful with that. That's right. That's right. The book, how was it received by the family? They like it. They were really excited. They were really excited. At some point I was like there's just, this is going to be another book that they don't care about. <laughs> right, uh, right right and it's right. certainly getting to that place cuz they're like enough already. Yeah yeah yeah. But I've been it. reading <laughs> it to my son and it's one of those books that you can perform. You oh know, uh-huh, uh-huh. Which uh, I like. Sure sure. I like, sure. That's I like your strength. Yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's it's basically <laughs> yeah. one big monologue. I like including them in, in what I do and what Tess does. It's fun to include them. I think like, I there's a I, and I and I understand this The instinct to keep them separated from what we do. I don't.
0: (laughs) I've I've had a lot of fights about this.
2: Lily would come (laughs) specifically when we were doing tape nights for the neighborhood. Uh And she would hang out every Tuesday night at these tapings. And I'm like, you're at work when you're here. And the PAs would give her a headset and she would be Uh, part of like... And it was just, it was the best. And she gets to see, like, all of these people work as a team and be a part of this thing and having a good time yeah. doing what they love to do. And that's their job. Yeah, they're going to get a paycheck like, like, yeah, on Friday And it's for like, that. you can do the same thing. Like, you shouldn't be victim to just doing a job because it's a job. Like, yeah. you can do whatever you want. Like, your career can be something that you love and have fun at.
0: I think the real thing is just most parents that are in this industry who have children, they remember the struggle and they remember all the rejection. And I think that's what they're really objecting to. Like, I think they just, the notion that their kid's gonna walk into a thousand rooms and find out they weren't right is what scares them. And
1: maybe not have success. Like, just because you guys have it, it's the point, oh, oh, oh. It's that statistic. Like, there's a chance... They're gonna just struggle.
0: That's right, but the so job itself, fear. I don't think, is something that someone wouldn't want for their oh, kid. Yeah, like I if agree. you can have I gainful agree. employment in this industry, oh, I worked yeah. in the
2: automotive industry for 14 years. It's also, not, if you just yeah, take success sure. out of it completely, yeah, because I think yeah. everybody has their own definition of what that is. Right. Yeah. It's, hold on, half a
0: second. Yeah, this is worth it. <laughs> You're
2: interrupting
0: Max Greenfield, who just told the story about some dog you tried to pawn off on him with an enormous vagina.
2: Do you remember this?
1: Wait, what?
2: <laughs> 15 years ago, right before I went into rehab, I had offered to um, take the dog that you had found downtown. And you said, I can't give him to you yet because I got to take him to the vet because he has a swollen vagina. <laughs> or she, rather. You probably she, said maybe she. she. <laughs> And, and then I called you approximately 30-plus days later, and I said, I can't take the dog. I don't think it would be good for the dog, and it's, I'm not ready for that type of commitment. I guess our question is, do we remember the dog, and is she, what did she find out? happened to her vagina?
1: I don't remember exactly the dog, but the reality is I have rescued many a dog in los angeles but i do remember one having a vagina problem oh my god no i do it had like a vagina like a baseball mitt
2: oh yeah, catcher's yeah. Mitt. yeah. Right. yes okay. you showed it to me and yeah. you said no i can't this is why i can't give you the dog <laughs> well as you can see we're a little we're
0: a little busy but i thought it would be worthwhile since he just talked about this um elephantitis of the vagina dog you were trying to I appreciate it.
1: Well, I'm a little bit, I'm busy too. I'm in the middle of Squid Game. I just thought I'd call and say hello. What episode are you on? Three.
0: What a fucking ride, huh? <laughs> oh
1: my God, I love it so oh. much.
0: Well, we oh, love you. Love you guys. I'm not shocked at all she doesn't remember that.
2: How many dogs do you think she's just picked up off the street?
0: You know, this was one of the things I hated about her when we first started dating. I couldn't conceptualize someone that actually cared that much about dogs. So what I thought she was doing was like virtue signaling to me. So we'd be driving, she'd scream. Pull over, I think that dog's... I mean, everywhere we went, you'd be shocked how many stray dogs are running around that I never even saw. Well, but she sees one everywhere she goes. And it's such an inconvenience. We got to pull over and then, then you got to take it and see if it's got a chip and the whole nine yards. But then I, once I realized it was authentic and I wasn't to impress anyone, I was like, okay.
2: I was really hoping to get like a, a nicer button to that story where she was like, oh, the vagina dog went on to live. No.
0: Like, <laughs> she had 10 vagina pups. So before we wrap it up, I want to say... I was watching the assassination of Giovanni Versace, the American crime story. And right when I saw you, I was like, is that Max? And I remember telling you, like, it blew my mind in a way that I was like, oh, Jesus, he can do that. Fucking so good in that.
2: Well, this is how I've approached this. And I've found some real happiness and serenity in it, mm-hmm. which is, I love the stability of being on a TV show. It's great. I loved it when I was on New Girl. I really love it on The Neighborhood because of the hours and I get to be with my kids. Yeah. And then you leave it up to whatever for opportunities like that to come along. Right. And you get those opportunities every so often. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would want an opportunity like that on a daily basis. Oh, well, you. do
0: you watch Handmaid's Tale? Oh my, I don't oh. know how you do that. Like I literally that. look at her and I'm like, how can a human endure this performance yeah. for <laughs> nine months? I mean, I can't imagine what she feels like when she gets off work. Oh. It's like its own real life torture.
2: Like I think it's a lot like the college thing where it's like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Like right, I don't right. even think I can't. I don't think I'm capable
0: yeah. of doing
2: this. That's helpful totally. when you know that.
0: That's yeah. helped me make the best decisions in my life. Like I can't sing. I like I no, just come in and audition, just sing. They can really no, I can't do that. It's not noble of you
2: to say yes to that and then show <laughs> yeah. up and, and be like there's everyone there. Come on. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh my God, he can't sing. And then you realize, like, oh my I really can't do this. Yeah, yeah. With all that said, I just
0: sang on Stephen Conrad's new thing, uh, because it was him. I, <laughs> I was know. like, I'll do any who knows, I'll never listen because I don't want to know. <laughs> Monica and I were just talking about this. Monica just finished this show called Tiny
1: tiny kitchen cook-off
0: tiny kitchen oh, yeah. cook-off is really miniature food and i said to her how'd it turn out and she goes i don't know i'll never know <laughs> and i was like we're soul sister i hear you i got I do a game show or something i can't i don't need to see i'm just like All yeah right. man. that
2: happened and i'm moving to the next night. but i think that's the right attitude i yeah. think with everything it's like you experience it you're in it
1: yeah it was fun you're
2: present for it Yeah, and then to revisit it is like why for, for what
0: well, for you and I, particularly, there's only one or two outcomes. I'm the worst person to ever do this job, or I'm the best
2: person to do this job. I will, either Neither is healthy. Yeah. I end up somewhere in the middle a lot oh, of good the times. For you. Because my expectation is... Pretty low. The lowest, oh, yeah. bottom <laughs> of the barrel.
0: <laughs> you start with going, well, they
2: somehow figured
0: out how to cut me out of this scene.
2: Oh, I hope that they have cut me yeah, out of yeah, this scene. Yeah. And then I'll watch it. And then for the most part, I think I'm usually like actually that bad yeah serviceable service yeah. and, w- and then i move on never touch it again i'm yeah. like i'll never think like whoa my god i'm really good in this when i go into it i try to take myself out of it because at some point you realize and i think you know this like at having directed stuff as an actor you're so you're not as big of a part as you think you're no are. at yeah. all yeah and by the time it's all said and done like you're just of service to what's happening there Yeah, it's true and that's it and i think uh, as soon as you get into like this is a special moment for me. And that's when you get in trouble because yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, then you think yeah. outside of that. And yeah. you go, when
0: Maybe. you walk into work and you're handing new pages you've written the
2: night before. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an actor do that <laughs> once. Uh, yeah, I've
0: heard some great stories about
2: oh. some actors doing that. My favorite is when you watch a guy who's rewritten some some dialogue and then can't remember the lines that he rewrote and then is trying to get it and you're like, we don't know what's happening here, man. You're trying (laughs) to remember lines that you... you, Only you know. Only you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love
0: you, Maxie. I'm so glad that we met in that secret society and that you can call me in times of crisis and say I knew this was going to happen to you. You're (laughs) (laughs) you're getting too much public (laughs) adoration. (laughs) I can count on you for that and I hope... You know you can
2: count on that from me, man. This this was the best, and this show is like it's great. Don't be like, careful. What? Be careful. No, it's, but it's it goes a, it's back
0: a, it's to, to a good, okay show.
2: No, I know, but like it really goes to what you were talking about, where it has opened up things where you get to go spend time with people like Daniel. We're like, this is my. How did this happen?
0: It's suspicious.
2: How did this, like... Well, Monica um, and I are
0: increasingly certain that we're in a simulation. You are, too. Look at your life. I bet you got a speedboat or something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so impressed with people who were able to embrace something that wasn't the original plan. Like, this opportunity presented itself, Yeah, and I didn't turn on it or resent it or didn't, like, go into it fully because the original plan was this other thing. Yeah, And now... I'm like running around with Daniel Ricardo. That's right. <laughs> and also <laughs> can still go do all the other things that was part of the original idea. It's beyond, it's bonkers. Yeah, it's, it's silly. just, it's it's, silly. it's awesome, man.
0: Well, I adore you and I want everyone to buy their children. I'm, I'm legitimately excited to read this book with my eight-year-old. She'll Did go. you? Do you have a copy in your trunk?
2: I have it in my car. Yeah, I want one. Okay. All
0: right. Um, will you sign it? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you do you know how to sign your name?
2: It's tough. It takes me. It takes me a while. It takes me a while. All right. Take care.
0: Stay tuned for more armchair expert. If you dare, we are supported by Intuit the technology platform that builds your financial confidence. There's some things that school doesn't really teach you, like how to handle the financial world. I mean, look, I did 16 years of school and I didn't have a single class on accruing debt or a hole that that puts you on. Yeah, in. they don't teach you that. No effort made whatsoever. If you want more financial knowledge, now is a great time to learn with Intuit for Education program. It has free, easy to use resources, like getting a car loan with credit karma simulations, understanding taxes with TurboTax lessons, and even learning to run a business with QuickBooks simulations. Check out Intuit's free resources today at intuit.com slash education. Intuit, that's I-N-T-U-I-T dot slash education. We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, getting ready for a marathon, or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home. If you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. We are supported by Wayfair. Home should be your happy place, a space where you can relax and just enjoy yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Whether you want the ultimate man cave, a cozy Victorian-inspired nook for reading, an area for family movie night filled with all things retro or something else. And if you need help creating that space, I recommend Wayfair. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas to dining tables, beds, rugs, wall art, and more.
1: I bought a KitchenAid... Mixer? Mixer on Wayfair. You can really get anything on there. And I'm helping a friend redo his living room, and we just...
0: You're just on Wayfair on. non-stop. Yep. Yeah, it's one-stop shop. It is. They have fast, free shipping. They have everything you need for your home inside and out. They have a huge selection of home goods and a variety of styles. Whatever you're into, Wayfair is the go-to destination to help bring your vision to life. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair, every style, every home. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Rolling. 400th. This is number
1: 400? 400 for us.
0: Man, I kind of wish that would have happened exactly on February 14th.
1: I'm sorry, it's in that up. I mean,
0: you just know how much I like those, like the evenness, like it,
1: squares, squares, Rubik's cube,
0: um, Tetris. Fourteenth
2: today.
1: Oh,
0: okay, that's a good positive spin. Okay, I like that. Yeah, but it's not No, it's a bad Rob, positive no. I mean the, while we're recording <laughs> it's the 14th I know it's like a really big stretch
1: but look silver linings silver it linings. is nice
0: to know that I'm not the only one that's not allowed to get away with shit that was nice I'm glad I, I saw you just Call um, Rob pull, pull Rob's uh, <laughs> choker collar a little bit a, pop, pop.
1: what a four years what a
0: four years Lucky my duckies. lord I don't want to say I ever gotten the doldrums because I certainly didn't. But I do feel bizarrely energized for our show this year.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good year. Yeah, yeah. There was a ding, ding, ding about tres leches, I guess I can... Oh, let's
0: get into that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> so it was our friend Erica, Perfect Ten Charlie's wife's birthday yesterday. And her favorite cake is tres leches. It is? Yeah, so then I was like... Uh, oh my God, I got to find the best Trace Leches here. And then yeah. I started doing some Googles. Uh
0: huh. That's your safe spot. Googles? Searching for things on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's your AA meeting.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found one, but shit kind of hit the fan. We thought she had COVID. And then I I dropped all my responsibilities for the Trace Leches, but I'm still planning on um, seeking a good one out. Yeah. And bringing it to her.
0: Well, I sent her sugar fish. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know, well, Charlie's going to want to eat it. And he's he a big boy. You know, he needs his protein.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I sent three of those whole meals. You know the meals? Uh, Trust me. Trust me. If you guys I-
1: don't live in Los Angeles, I'm so sorry that you can't have <laughs> sugar fish. Because it is the best sushi place, hands down, in my opinion.
0: Can I tell you uh, an embarrassing admission that occurred this morning? Uh-huh. I attended a Zoom meeting
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it well, a couple things about it. One is in the last 16 years, I've bet I've been to maybe five co-ed meetings. Okay. I only go to men's meetings. Right. And then my, my story about why I only go to men's meetings is that I need to be taught how to be a man mm-hmm.
2: in a healthy way. Okay. I
0: tried the other way. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I, I need guidance from men. I need to know how to be a husband I know, and a father and all these things. That's the story I've been telling myself, mm-hmm. right? So I got on the Zoom, which my friend invited me to. People were all over the country. It wasn't a lot of people. There was probably like, I don't know, 12 people on the Zoom thing. Yeah. And it was co-ed. And then what right. was so cute is there was three different couples
1: mm. that are in
0: the program together. That's great. Sitting in their chair, right? I was so interested and it was so... A different point of view that I enjoyed being able to just listen to, right? Yeah. And I started thinking about my story a little bit. I was able to admit to myself, I also don't go to meetings with women because I'm fucking terrified of y'all's emotions, you know?
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. I, I It scares me so much. Yeah. I'm going to share what this guy said. I think I can do this in a way that's ethical, but. A person was sharing that when they first got sober in the 80s, part of their work was they would go to this ward called the Yellow People Ward. Okay. And this was the ward of the hospital that everyone there was dying of liver disease. Oh, wow. And so every person in there is yellow. And and many of the people, he said, had like football size protrusions coming out of their, their stomach. And they were there offering the program. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. They're
0: going through the ward. You know, if you're ever interested and you want to go to a meeting. Yeah. And the person was saying how many of those people that were dead yellow and, and had visible livers said so they don't no. need that. Yeah. And I started thinking like, oh, that's right. Your story is impervious to facts. Mm-hmm. And that is fucking wild.
1: You just can justify anything. Anyone can justify anything. But yeah. like even if they know they need it, they're like, well, I'm already yellow and my liver's popping out. Like why <laughs> would I stop? A <laughs>
0: little late. Yeah. yeah. You should have showed up 12 years yeah. ago. Yeah.
1: Unless you're ready, you'll always find a reason but to But
0: like not. many of the people were literally like, no, 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 I'm going to – um." I'm getting fluids and shit. And then I'm going to go home and I'm not going to drink whiskey anymore. I'm just going to switch to beer and wine. Like that, you know, that level of like still.
1: Not realizing the powerlessness. The
0: negotiation. Yeah, all these things. Yeah. And then I just, it was kind of ironic that I was on a co-ed meeting thinking of the power of your story and then just thinking of the power of my story and just feeling once again like how diligent I have to be to always really try to poke some holes in my story. Yeah, all of us. It's really hard.
1: It is really hard.
0: Because your story makes you feel safe. It's, it's, it's the way you've decided the world makes sense to you.
1: Yeah, if you don't have one, then what do you have? Right. I mean, who are you? You're what does it mean? Where are you going? Where did you're you come in free from? Fall. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's like you need one, and yet you got to really police yourself.
1: Yeah, you just can't have it be so rigid. We all do that. It's important for everyone, whether you're in an addict or not, to be constantly yeah. reminding yourself that you might be wrong about what you think about yourself.
0: Well, and that's kind of what my share was, is like, it's its so obvious in alcoholics, we call it denial. But it don't stop at alcoholism. Yeah. You know, it's its in every facet of everything we do. And I need to remember that as well, because it's not just alcoholism that I need to. It all bleeds in yeah. too, you know, yeah, it's yeah. all,
1: yeah. So my my friend from home, whose husband was murdered. Was murdered yeah. She, I was going to see her when I was home. I didn't get a chance to, but I, because I was, I was like, looking her up on Facebook and like seeing what she had been posting and stuff recently and and I saw she's starting a scholarship program in, in his name. name. He was a golf pro and like loved helping kids and and she's starting a scholarship program for kids who can't afford
0: golf golf lessons. Yeah.
1: I was just so impressed by
0: Turning it into something productive. Yes. Yeah. Like,
1: she has every right to just wallow and have self pity and.
0: Oh God! Yeah.
1: Feel like why me? You know, and I'm sure she comes in and out she of those has children, feelings. Right? She has two yes. children. I'm sure she comes in and out of of those feelings, but to be strong enough to like turn it into something positive, I was so blown away. It's
0: really funny you tell that story, and this is far less meaningful. But I, I had a very similar thought. I, I participated in this thing that General Mills puts on like a speaker series. And so I did, uh, I read a bunch about General Mills, which is like a super fascinating company. I came to find out it's like 150 years old. And, you know, they started as a flower company. And at some point they had high altitude fucking weather balloons <laughs> in World War II. And they're very fascinating. But the kind of cornerstone of the business is in Minnesota on the river. And they had this huge, they had two mills, mill A and B. And it was like their whole investment. They broke the bank to build this facility and it was going well and then it burnt down. Mm. And when they rebuilt it, they switched from stone grinding flour to steel roller flour grinding, Mm -hmm. which changed everything. It made the product like way better. It was more efficient and it did everything. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes after the very worst thing, if you can find the will to keep walking forward, you just don't know, man. Yeah. Much less important version of no. that. But I was just thinking, like, some people can decide to embrace tragedy and take it for everything it's worth and, yeah, and just do the best they can with it. And then it can kill other people. Or yeah. it can drown you.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um, there's only one fact for Max. Oh, okay. Which was exciting because I got to text Wendy. Wendy Vogel. Oh. I got Ooh. to text her because it was a kid quest. Ah. It was... At what age do kids start comparing themselves to other kids? Yes. And Wendy said, age five. She said, by age five, children have the cognitive maturity to make social comparisons, take another child's perspective, and therefore imagine how they are perceived by others. Mm. Parents get scared of the dreaded low self-esteem, hence participation trophies, and but you're so smart, strong, pretty. And yet social comparison is not entirely negative. It can be inspirational, aspirational.
0: I mean, again... To circle back, nothing is good or bad. It's like yeah. there, there is a zone where it's like optimal. Yeah. So as I think Brett Weinstein would point out, evaluating your neighbor's farming strategy and noticing that they're yielding four times as much as you, that's a time for you to think, what the fuck am I not yeah, doing? Like yeah. It is an evolutionary aspect to be comparing your, totally. your, yourself to other people. And then, yeah, how do you cap that? How do you keep that in the level? That's just to make sure you're, you're, you're most bettering of yourself. yourself. Yes. Yeah,
1: I agree, yeah. Oh. It's a hard balance. Life's yeah. hard.
0: Well, you're doing a great job.
1: No, I'm doing an okay job. You're
0: doing a really good job. I mean, that story you told, I, I did I tell you I got feedback
1: about that story? What story? The fucking- uh, Oh, the cake? The, the cake. Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: My friend who I communicated on Instagram with that you know about, that I I talked to, the woman who lives in oh, D.C. Yes. who I love. Yes, yes. She loved the Stacey Abrams, of course. Of course, yeah, who didn't? But um, she loved your cake story.
1: (laughs) I was like, I know
0: it. Something so benignly magical. You know what you are? You're like my Delta 88 that I bought. It's like it's shockingly boring. I mean, it's like (laughs) strikingly boring. The car. It's (gasps) so bad. No, listen. That story you told is a. There's nothing to that story. You wanted a cake. Who cares? That's a big deal. <laughs> that's the least big deal on planet Earth. And yet the way you tell it, I really thought it was life or death. That's what your magic is. That's what I'm trying to tell
1: you. I don't wanna be boring. No, it,
0: My car I just bought is like, it's so, it almost looks invisible. Like, or like if a kid drew a picture of a car, that's what this thing would be. But in that simplicity and blandness, to me, it is the most majestic car ever.
1: Wow. Feel like it's a neg, but I'm gonna take it as it's a positive. Not a I know, egg. I know, I know, I know.
0: The ability to tell a story about wanting cake and not getting cake, and that I care.
1: Well, you I know what? I
0: don't give a fuck if someone gets their cake or not. Cake is not something I someone do. needs. But Speaking I care yourself, with my life that you get that strawberry cake, and that it's as wet as you were expecting it, it to be. It
1: was wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I think maybe maybe people like that there was a moral. There was a moral to oh, it.
0: It was a fable, really. It was really. a fable. Maybe that's what it is. You tell fables. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're. Pra- I mean, again, I don't want to trigger you, but they're, they're often the fables are about the service industry.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, I was about to tell a story about my um, dry cleaning, but I guess I won't.
0: <laughs> that's one of the best stories I, I heard in 2021. Or is there a new yes. development? No, there's uh, not. Okay, but the, yeah, the original story, I was captivated.
1: Yeah. Sure. How many garments were ruined? 8. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> so, so I was planning on going home and I'm bad I've gotten horrible at managing my life, I guess. That's sure. just uh, I just have
0: um a section of your life.
1: Yeah, like Aaron, like you know the minutia. I've gotten mm-hmm. really bad at handling all that stuff. I push it and push it and push it. And so I realized, "Oh my god, I'm going out of town." for Christmas, all of my dry cleaning is here. And mm-hmm. it, a lot of my clothes are dry clean only, which is sure. very annoying. And that's mm-hmm. my fault. I pick clothes like that. Yeah.
0: Well, you have great style and your cardigan today looks beautiful and I'm sure it needs to be dry. It's
1: hundred percent dry clean. Yeah, all, only, everything only. in this outfit yeah. is okay, dry okay, clean okay, only. Right.
0: Even the shoelaces.
1: Yep. And <laughs> I found a place that was set like a one day or 48-hour turnaround for dry cleaning. Like an oh.
0: emergency dry cleaning exactly.
1: situation. Yeah. I set that up. They came. They Ugh. picked it up. Wow. this was so exciting. What a nice I service. felt so proud of myself. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I found this place. This mm. is great. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the next day, it said it was going to be delivered two weeks later. hmm and I was like, uh-oh, nope, I'll be gone. Well, you gone. probably
0: did some fast math, and you thought there's way more than 48 hours in two weeks.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> I had to stop, and then I count the hours. <laughs> right. and I, okay, okay, yeah, okay, something's a little off.
0: Maybe they dropped the zero? Mm-hmm. Maybe the promise is 480 hours?
1: Sidebar, I did some fast math yesterday at Madewell with Laura. She was looking at a sweater, and it was 40% off, okay. and I oh. gave her a quick, a you, very quick response you banged to what the price was. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I felt really Doesn't good. Doesn't it feel
0: good? It feels
1: really good. That's
0: why I do it,
1: Monica. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, back to the dry cleaning. So then mm. I, I called and I said, hey, I said two-day dry clean only because I'm leaving. And I was like, I, I understand if you guys can't do it, but just please bring the clothes back then. Yeah, you can yeah, bring yeah. them back dirty, no problem. They're sure. like, no, 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 it's, they're actually already clean, so we'll bring them tomorrow. I was like, great. Yeah, and-
0: you know me. I'm so, I think everyone's trying to fuck me. I would have been like, those two things can't happen. You can't send me an email. It's, it'll be there in two weeks and tell me it's already done. Something stinks.
1: It was being an optimist. What can I say? Your story. Yeah. <laughs> My story is I'm an optimist. <laughs> and so then it. they came the next day. Great. I didn't have time to look or anything. Right. And then I was packing. I opened up the bag and I was like, huh, this sweater is a kid size now. Hmm. It's for a Uh four-year-old. This sweater is for a four-year-old. This sweater... It was like, I think, four or five sweaters. I mean...
0: And and let's just, I think...
1: They had a stink.
0: Well... Jesus Christ. They weren't even fucking clean?
1: No, they were clean. But they had a, a stink. Like, like a they, chemical stink. They had a- Detergent, detergent stink. stink. It was a very specific detergent. They had been washed.
0: Is it that fucking smell? I hate you. That yeah, I hate it's that. a yes. stinky, stinky
1: yeah, that, detergent. Yeah, that, that, that
0: very specific one, though, that I don't like. D- okay,
1: Downy. I'm not supposed no, to no, say No, 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 that. no, 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 no. It's not that I
0: love Downy. I, I don't like that thing that's it. Uh, you know what that thing I don't like. Yeah. But, um, it, <laughs> but, um, I think it's safe to say, just so that we can, like, um, set a a level for it. Like, my car thing is your clothes thing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that's your big expenditure. You love clothes, and if you're going to spoil yourself, it's clothes. Uh Uh-huh. So I think we can all assume (laughs) that— There was probably a, a bit of money that had gone down the toilet. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> there was some, there was some financial damage for sure. And one of the sweaters, I was like, maybe I could wear it as a crop, like <laughs> as I, you a bra. know. Yeah, I'm like trying to figure out how to salvage some of this. Anyway, I just had to leave. I didn't really have time to process the yeah. trauma.
0: And yeah, then sure.
1: I never. Called, yeah. then that's become a whole thing where a lot of people have encouraged me. You got to call. You yeah. got to call. Hold them accountable. Yeah, but I'm like, well, they're not going to bring my sweaters back to life, that's and they right. can't repay me. Right. So what am I going to do? I'm just not going to go there anymore. They keep sending me texts. It's they like taunting. What?
0: Wait, what, what? Why the fuck are they texting the laundromats?
1: You? Like, here's a special. You I'm know? glad you're
0: calling it a laundromat because that's what it, <laughs> <laughs> they did. They took it to the fucking lavanderia. And they dumped a bunch of that stinky fucking shit God, I hate. it
1: smelled bad. Yeah,
0: of course it did. And then they <laughs> they ruined everything you own. And it cost them 75 cents in that big, big fucking industrial uh, washing machine. Yep, that's right. And they ruined thousands of dollars <laughs> for <that.
1: laughs> No one's going to feel as, bad for me. Of because, course not,
0: but they might as well have put a fucking Rolex in that goddamn dryer and put, put it on for three hours.
1: And then I thought one of my pants was missing. Oh, I also then like you know I kind of went off the deep end. I was like they also lost some of my pants, but yeah, then when, I found those. Once
0: that little mouse gets fucking fire in her eyes, yeah, yeah the little
1: to- boss, the little boss baby, who
0: drives around in her own town car, yeah. still want to make that into if there's any publishers out there. <laughs> here's our pitch. Like yeah. just I'm not we're not coming to your office. No, this is it. This is the fucking pitch. I want to do a children's book with Monica about Monica as a little girl boss who has her own car service <laughs> so that she can run the show, <laughs> okay? That's the pitch, guys. Take it or you, leave you it. Take it or leave it, and you come at us with names because we don't have a title.
1: That's, that's right. what it's about. And we're done. And we're not we're going to yeah. write it. Yeah, but. and
0: we need a ghostwriter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and an
1: illustrator.
0: And that's your pitch. God, would I love to read my girls that book. <laughs> Maximum Mouse. <laughs> Fuck, that's the title. Oh,
1: shit. Maximum Mouse. Pretty good. Damn. Anywho, So anyways,
0: that story, y'all just heard the four and a half minute version yeah. of the closed story. Yeah. And there is a 26 sure. minute version sure. of it that I heard at the dinner table. I'll never forget where I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting at the dinner table, hearing the story. And I was on goddamn pins and needles. And that's when I realized like the story ended and I felt like I had just read the Iliad. I was like, what a what a saga. And yeah. that's when it hit me. There's really no substance to that story. It's all you. <laughs> You're the substance of that story. No,
1: Dax. There's a moral. I know. And the moral is What's sometimes the moral? they can't bring your sweaters back to life. Uh, you know, yeah. it's a punitive story. It's like, should I have spent more time out of my no, life? No, 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 I shouldn't have. I made you, the right decision.
0: You did the exact right thing.
1: But they are texting me along. I do feel like maybe they're going to push me over the edge and I am going to have to call.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have the exact same thing and I behaved the exact same way as you, which is my car was stolen for like 20 hours the other day. I don't know if we even told that story, but... We didn't. One second version of it is just simply... I'm in the sand dunes with Aaron for his two-year anniversary. I get a call from Kristen. I think your car was stolen. What do you mean? It's not at the house. Did you drive it somewhere? No, I didn't. I yes. open up this app. God bless fucking, oh, this could be a shout out for Chrysler. They got an app, mm-hmm. you connect that you can start your car with and shit on your phone. So I fucking open it up in the desert by God. And I, I was like, I wonder if I can track where the car is. Hit the button. I get an address in one second, Lancaster, yeah. which was wild.
1: Yes, that is crazy. And
0: then Kristen took the whole thing over and within, you know, hours, she, She's already gotten the car from Lancaster and yeah. it's home. And while we were in the dunes, I was thinking like, you know, I fucking love that car, the Hellcat. I'm just obsessed with it. Yeah. I love it. And they don't make it no more. So I'm thinking like, fuck, the is stolen and I can't get another one. And I'd have to buy a used one and all this shit. And then it just crossed my mind that when I drive that car, the reason I like that car is I drive it at 100% of its capability mm. everywhere I go. It's going as fast as it can fucking go everywhere it goes. And then it c- occurred to me, there's no way that the thief drove it the way I do. That car's a handful. Mm-hmm. Rear wheel drive, 707 horsepower, okay? Oh,
1: my God.
0: If you're driving at 100%, you better know what the fuck you're doing. There's no way this this criminal did. So it, then it crossed my mind, you know what? That's probably the nicest little ride my Hellcat's ever had out to Lancaster. He probably drove it at 50%. Wow. And then I reframed the whole thing.
1: Ding, 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 silver lining. Silver lining playbook. Wow. Starring Bradley Cooper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then when Kristen picked up the car... They asked her, do you want us to dust for fingerprints?
1: Oh. And you she- said no?
0: Yep. <sighs> and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. You already know why.
1: Well, because of the, um, sometimes you can't buy your sweaters back.
0: <laughs> well, yep. I need go no further. You, you yep. figured out the moral of my story. No. Yeah. My house was robbed when I was doing baby mom. I was in New York a decade ago, Uh, maybe a part of those glam ring Uh robberies, right? Uh They came to the house and they fingerprinted and they did the whole thing. And then six years later, they catch the glam ring thing. And then it occurs to me, oh, wow, that was all at the same time, same neighborhood. So I call back this thing and I go, hey, I just want to say, I'm pretty sure I might be a part of that. And the guy said, oh yeah, that makes sense. Let me look into it. Call me back six years later, and he goes. Just got off the phone with the um, the uh, fingerprint department, and they're going to run the prints, uh, see if it's a match. And I go, okay. So, so that they never ran the prints. Mm. And he goes, no, no, the backlog on Running prints in L.A., if it's not for a homicide, oh. is like fucking 10 years or oh. something. We, we live in a city of fucking 10 million people. Yeah. That, that we don't have the resources to launch an investigation sure. of who saw It's insane. It's not going to happen. Okay. The fucking prints aren't even going to get run. It's one more thing in someone else's system, and nothing's going to happen from it. Yeah. And they keep it moving.
1: Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. That's logical. That is similar it's to It's the exact the same thing. I'm
0: going to make other people work and nothing's going to yeah. happen. This guy is fucking, has his own struggles. Clearly, he stole my car. He's probably not, I know. he probably do not have a great podcast. I did podcast.
1: for him. <laughs> of course <laughs> you
0: did. <laughs> like when Kristen broke my penis, that yeah. poor girl.
1: I do, I feel sad. Um, but okay, speaking of her, it's kind of worth saying there's a picture of her with Lancaster police that people don't like and it's because of this.
0: Oh, I fucking hate that. What is morally fucking repugnant is that there are police officers who see black people and assume the second they see them that they're the worst black person they ever met and dealt with in their life. That is a fucking moral failing. Failing, yeah. Conversely, to look at a cop and to think that that is the worst fucking cop you've ever dealt with is fucking bullshit.
1: 100%. It was specific to that they've had some issues.
0: Oh. Again, but- I don't I don't know about that and that's likely true. I mean, obviously it's we a systemic epidemic issue in police departments most certainly. Yeah. But the person that she met in real life who was helping
1: her, her and you, yeah.
0: And then there was just viral video where a fucking a plane landed on top of the train tracks. Have you seen this? One no. guy and the person inside the plane's knocked out. And these fucking six cops are pulling a human out of the fucking <gasps> plane. And literally they get him out. in one second later, the train hits no. the fucking airplane and destroys it. And these are six or oh seven guys who have fucking children yeah. who just did that to pull someone out of a plane. So that's also the truth about cops.
1: Yeah, I'm not trying to get into a cop, but I
0: I wanted to just a little bit. Like that's okay. also, you know, everyone just needs to know, every individual deserves. The benefit of the doubt.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: And there's systemic racism in police departments that needs to be confronted.
1: Yeah, I agree. But also, I'm just saying, because people don't understand the context, and the context is your car was stolen, and that's why she was around those cops, and that's why she took the picture. I see that circling, and I'm like, no one even knows. (laughs) No one even knows what's going on. So that is what happened, and that's that. But anyway, 400th episode, happy birthday. I really hot
0: just now, didn't I? I, guess, I think it's because it's Kristen. Yeah. You know, if it was me, if I had done it and then people were pissed, um, I probably would have a different feeling about it. But it's like, you know, just yeah. how, how fucking dare you have not been any of the, know nothing about a situation to decide whether or not Kristen was ethical or not.
1: Yeah. Um, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Rob. Thanks, thanks. Great job, Rob. Great job.
0: Really incredible job, Rob.
1: Getting us to 400.
0: Mm-mm. mm Well...
1: See you for 401. I love you. Love you.
0: We are supported by Intuit. The technology platform that builds your financial confidence. There's some things that school doesn't really teach you, like how to handle the financial world. I mean, look, I did 16 years of school and I didn't have a single class on accruing debt or a hole that that puts you in. Yeah, they don't teach you that. No effort made whatsoever. If you want more financial knowledge, now is a great time to learn with Intuit for Education Program. It has free, easy-to-use resources, like getting a car loan with credit Karma simulations, understanding taxes with TurboTax lessons, and even learning to run a business with QuickBooks simulations. Check out Intuit's free resources today at intuit.com/education. Intuit—that's i-n-t-u-i-t.com/education.